Braves Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Ethos Braves Podcast. I am your host, John McKay, and on the other side is that lovely voice, that radio voice you're used to hearing from Murray, Kentucky. It's the amazing Jeremy Bell. Uh, it's going, John. How's it going with you? Well, but it feels great down here in the great state of Georgia. Yeah, it, you know, it's a little chilly here, too. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, 40 degrees and uh, going to be a, a, a beautiful day, uh, but uh, it's going to be uh, cooler tonight, so maybe cooler over the next few days. But uh, not going to complain. It's not smoking hot, and uh, I'll, I'll take it. But we do still need some rain. You guys, I think, got some rain uh, more than we did, but, uh, but yes, we still need some rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's just hope it's not chilly in Philly. Well, let's hope it's not chilly in Philly. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, uh, hot and toasty for the fans. That's for sure. You know, cause they're going to be, uh, in rare form. That's the thing about Philly fans is, you know, they're going to be, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be definitely, um, ready to go and, and ready to greet you in maybe a not so nice manner. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got to put up with a couple of things this weekend because my Cowboys are also in Philadelphia, uh, uh. playing the Eagles. So it's just going to be worse. And that's a Sunday night game. And you know how I feel about that too. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, the Braves, I think they're, you know, they should be used to playing in Philly. You know, we, we finished up playing there, you know, we played there quite a bit over the last, last little bit. So, you know, it, it's all good. You know, put some put some earphones on and and tune out all the crowd, right? Uh, I do have to say, I feel better about the Braves' chances than your uh, Cowboy chances. Well, <laughs> I you know, here's the thing about the Cowboys. You know, with Dak being out and Cooper Rush being the quarterback, I think they've simplified it enough and actually gotten back to the game plan that they 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 should be, and that is let's run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's use our line. Let's run. I, I think Tony Pollard is much better than Zeke, than Zeke Elliott right now. And I think they should be running him more. Uh, and, you know, and, and as far as the passing game goes, you know, CD lamb is still a great, uh, great player. And, and he is still, uh, you know, the, the man, but I think that running game is so uh, effective that that's where they need to be. And, and my fear is whenever Dak comes back, they're going to get right back to, to doing the crazy stuff again and trying to, you know, allow him to do more when he doesn't need to. He just needs to get back to the basics and be simple. But anyway, that's beside the point. And the Eagles are good. No doubt about it. The Eagles are good. You know, Phillies are good. So, uh, you know, it's funny because those stadiums are like right next to each other. Grimbin and Philadelphia, you know, their ball, their, their facilities are all right in one area where mm-hmm. the 76ers play, uh, where the Eagles play and where the Phillies play. They're all right there in one area. So it's really great. So you can, you know, if the, they, of course, they're not playing there on Sunday, the Phillies aren't. But, if you know, if the Phillies are playing there on Sunday, you can go to the Phillies game in the afternoon. You go to the Eagles game that night. So, uh, and not have to move your car. I just, uh, I have one question for you. And most people aren't going to get this reference. But is that the Pollard that plays for the uh, Cowboys, is he as good as the Pollard that plays for Union County? <laughs> um, yeah, the Pollard on the Cowboys is pretty good, but I tell you what, the Pollard for Union County is pretty good too, as well. He's a <laughs> he's a beast, boy. I tell you, uh, he's you know he's got Union County uh, 
chasing what could be a championship, you know, potentially. So uh, that's, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty stout. <laughs> we can talk about this. We can talk about that yeah. off air. Cause I got some mm. questions for you. Um, yeah. I remember uh, one of the last few games that the Phillies played at, uh, at home against the Braves. I think it was the Braves were get the Braves were winning, I think pretty big. And then all yeah. of a sudden the crowd erupts chanting, E A G L E S Eagles. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Oh, the Eagles just scored. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, wow. it's, they're, they're, uh, you know, there's a reason why the, uh, and we talked about this, there's a reason why the mascot in Philly is called the Fanatic, you know, because they're, they're like New York, you know, they're very passionate about their, uh, about their teams. Um, and, you know, it, it may get a little bit rough. Uh, you know, I hadn't had a playoff game in, in Philly and in uh, a long time. Uh, so, you know, the last World Series in Philadelphia was in nine, I think, eight, eight, nine. The Yankees won at nine. Eight was the last one that they that they won, and and they haven't been that great. And they've got some big name players on there, and and uh, so uh, you know, it, it they're going to be wild and crazy, that's for sure. But in the foot on the football side of things, they get really crazy too. So. Uh, it, it should be fun, but you know, the Cowboys, you know, they're going to go to Philadelphia and play, but here's the thing. The Eagles have to end up coming to the Cowboys as well. So, you know, they're going to get a chance to, to get a little bit of revenge, but you know, Philly's got a very good football team. Uh, Jalen Hurts has done a fantastic job and, and um, you know, I, I, I hope that the Cowboys at least have a good showing, uh, but know eventually that the Eagles are going to have to come to Dallas. So. Uh- I remember Jay, uh, Ben and Joe were telling a story that they thought that they were in the elevator and this they ran into this elderly woman. And um, I'm not telling it completely correct, so please forgive me. But no. uh, they ran into her and they thought, they're like, what team are you with? And they said, Atlanta. And she said, oh, I hate the Eagles. Beat the Eagles, please. <laughs> <laughs> you just assumed it was a, the Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you never know. I mean, they're they're passionate, and it's probably going to be rough. You know, they're going to, um, you know, the simplest thing for the Braves to do would be to come out and just jump on them early. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's exactly what the Phillies did in the first game uh, of the series uh, on Tuesday. They came out and jumped on the Braves early. That would be the simplest thing to do. The problem is it's Aaron Nola going today, and you know how much uh, that that's an issue that I have. And Aaron Nola pitching today, and and so you know, and and you know, honestly, uh, you know, we talk about Tuesday. You know, the pitching wasn't that great, and Max Fried even said the pitching wasn't that great. Uh, but the the Phillies were just aggressive. You know, they jumped out early. They took the crowd out of it, and that's the thing that the Braves need to do is they've got to take the crowd out of it. Uh, you know, same thing you do in New York. You take the crowd out. You you jump on early. You hang on, and you win the game. You know, so uh, I think that's what's going to have to happen uh, for the Friday night contest or the Friday afternoon, late afternoon contest. It's, I've already uh, mentioned just, about that. Yeah, just jump on them and jump on them and jump on them and and um, you know, don't let Aaron Nola factor into the game. That'd be the key for me. No. I'll be honest. I thought for the first that first couple of innings, 
and he I know he Max Fried gave up some runs, but I yeah. thought he was pitching great. They were just hitting it great. Uh, yeah, they were they were aggressive. That was the key, I think. They were aggressive. You know, how many two out hits did they get? You know, you're down to the last out. You know, Max is down to the last out. You know, you're 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 getting a little comfortable up there, and and all of a sudden, you know, a two out hit comes. Here's the other thing about that game too. Did you notice uh, Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper trying to slap bunt things like that? Harper you know, did. He yes, was successful. They, yeah, they were trying to rattle rattle them early, uh, and it worked. I mean, they got runs. I mean, they were super excited. They were jumping up and down and going crazy and and everything. And and you know, and, and this it goes back to show you how how important defense is. Okay, mm-hmm. and you saw that Wednesday night how important defense was. I mean, if you saw the play that Dansby Swanson made to end the sixth. If you saw the play that Austin Riley made, I believe it was maybe the seventh, uh, seventh or eighth, one of those. It was the eighth. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you saw those two plays, and you see how important defense is. Well, what one error can do is end up becoming very costly. And Max committed the error by throwing the ball, not getting the guy out, at, not getting Riamuto, I believe, out at first base uh, when it should have been a routine play. He had plenty of time to do it, and he throws it high. And and Olsen couldn't get back in time, although I'm surprised they didn't look at that and didn't review that because it looked a whole heck of a lot closer than what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and, – and that ended up leading to a run. Uh, so – and guess what? The Braves lost by one run. Right. You know, because Matt Olsen hit that three-run homer in the ninth. And, and uh, so it, it just goes to show you how important defense is. And, you know, they always say – um, pitching and defense is what wins you games, and and it's true. Uh, no, no, you know nothing, nothing against Max Frieda. You know Max even said himself he didn't pitch very well. And you know I don't what? Think he's feeling, I don't think he's feeling a hundred percent either. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know that, uh, you know that little incident he had late in the year where he was throwing up. Uh, you know I don't think so either. But what it really boils down to is what's Max going to be like in the next game? Because if he's really frustrated with the way he pitched in the first game and he really goes out and he's like, okay, uh, I'm just going to be dominant in this next game because that's what he can be in the next game. Uh, You know, you ask Kyle Wright probably to pitch the game of his life because we needed to win to keep going. And he goes out and what's he do? He pitches a great game and gets, you know, gets through the sixth inning and then turns it over to the bullpen. You know, so, uh, you know, you're going to ask Max Freed probably to pitch maybe the game of his life to get us to the next level if we have to go that far. Now, obviously, you'd like to win it in Philly, but, you know, winning two games in Philadelphia may be a tough thing. you got to win one game in Philadelphia and go back to Atlanta. Right. Uh, and, then, and then get the job done there. So, uh, you know, and I think there was a little bit of rust in that game, too. You know, so uh, you're – you know, you're, you're playing and you're playing and you're playing and you're playing with a, a, a maximum of one day off. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's it. That's all you get is one day off through the year. Uh, now, all-star break, you get, what, almost a week off, uh, you know, or not a week. You get maybe five days off, I think it is, four days, whatever. Something like that, so yeah. That's the longest period of time during the year that you get off. You're so used to playing, and that's why I said – you know, it might be easier taking the wild card route because you're so used to playing and you keep playing. 
you know, the Phillies haven't been home in like almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been on the road. You know, they, they were in St. Louis. They were in Atlanta. They finished up somewhere else other than, oh, in Houston, I think. Yeah, they finished in Houston. And then, went to um, then went to St. Louis and then went to Atlanta. So, I mean, they haven't been home in a while and haven't had much of a day's off themselves. But you get five days off, and, boy, you got to shake the rust off because you're so used to playing through the year. And I think that's what some of it was on uh, Tuesday uh, is that, that rust. Uh, and, and pitchers are probably, uh, you know, the ones that need the routine more than anything. Right. Uh, and so uh, Max got even more time off. Uh, than what he normally did because he didn't pitch that last game. And so he had, what, 10 days maybe off? Uh, so, you know, that it can affect you in, in a way uh, that you don't, you know, that you, that you wouldn't normally, uh, normally have. So uh, shake the rust off, and they did, even though uh, they didn't score any runs until, what, the sixth inning uh, on so. – Yeah, sixth inning. But they didn't put up – you know, you know, the Phillies have gone – uh, what they they scored their last runs, I believe, in the fifth inning uh, of the Tuesday game. And I'm looking, yeah, they scored one run in the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, since that time, they have gone four and then nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 innings scoreless. Let's keep okay. it up. Yeah, let's keep it up. So, uh, you know, yes, the Phillies are a good hitting team. Um, I, I think they may have lost maybe a little bit of that aggression on um on on wednesday night mm-hmm. uh but uh, the, you know the braves may have had a little bit to do with that too as well coming up with those great defensive plays and just being a little more fired up than than what they you know what you know the, that just like philadelphia was on tuesday night but but the phillies definitely were very aggressive on tuesday and and you know they you know bullpen finished up the game and pitched very well finishing it up um but the, you know we just couldn't get the uh, couldn't get the comeback and, and didn't really hit in places too. You know, we got the bases. I recall didn't, we had the bases loaded in the first inning. Um, second and, third. and yeah. And the, yeah, we had the bases loaded and we couldn't get any runs home. Uh, and you know what I've seen more of the postseason is I've seen teams button the ball. I saw a squeeze play with a safety squeeze and the guy gets out. And if, you know, I think it was in, it was San Diego LA is what it was. Um, and, and so the, uh, the San Diego was trying to get a run home. This is Wednesday night, I believe trying to get a run home. So they did a little safety squeeze. Um, you know, basically it's, you know, the third baseman, uh, the guy on third is not flat out running home. Uh, he's waiting to see what happens. And so as soon as that bun is put down, he takes off running and it just so happened to be put down right close to the pitcher. And he made a great throw and got him out at home. But I've seen teams doing a lot more of that lately and you know the Braves have struggled with moving runners along by either getting out or bunting them along or something like that they haven't done that all year so you know the Phillies were doing that and uh you know it worked they put runners in scoring position and they scored them what did you think of did you see the animal that was on the field Wednesday or (laughs) yeah Wednesday night for uh the Dodgers was that the goose yes yes I thought it was funny. How it's funny. World, you never know. How in the world did he get in there? I have no idea. Uh, it's funny, though, isn't it? You know, um, was it a few – when was it? Was it um, Was it 11 that the Cardinals had the rally squirrel? 
uh, or the rally monkey. What was it? The monkey. Um, yeah, they had a monkey, a rally monkey, I believe. Um, and then I believe in 11, it was a squirrel. That they I've had. heard of the squirrel. Yeah, but I thought somebody had a monkey or something. I can't remember. But the squirrel, I know, was one. Uh, Cardinals won in, what, 11, I think was. Is that their last World Series? I think so. Um, oh, 06, oh, yeah. oh, and then 11. 11. I think 11 was the squirrel. Um, so, and then somebody had the monkey. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't the Cardinals. Maybe not the Cardinals. Maybe somebody else. But somebody had to rally monkey. Um, and so, but the squirrel um, for the Cardinals running on the field, uh, you know, they, they, they jumped behind that and, and got, uh, and, and that was what, you know, they, they felt was their good luck charm you know, running, you know, running across the field. They felt that that year that that World Series run was the rally squirrel. And so it worked. I mean, it, it you know, that's, but I, I don't know how you can use a goose as a rally, rallying cry. You know? I, I would so, be, I, I would have been that out. Uh, so I would have been standing there in the right field. As soon as I heard that goose honk or do anything, yeah. I'd have been gone. I'd have been into the dugout. Young, young, have, <laughs> young play. <laughs> young oh, yeah. Field. Yeah, you never know, do you? You just never know what you're going to find in a Major League Baseball game. <laughs> in, in all your years of broadcasting, have you ever seen anything weird run on the field? Uh, no, never. Uh, never. And I've done a lot. Um, you know, I, I've uh, – <laughs> funny. The only thing I remember uh, really, quote, um, happening, and it wasn't animal-wise, it was more like rain-wise, um, I've I've had I've been in uh, Taylor Gym on at Murray High's campus and we've had to call the game, um, you know, because the floor was wet. Oh, okay. uh, and it, it rained so much and the water had seeped up. I guess um, you know usually don't find that except when um, like uh, basketball gyms are used for hockey or, or hockey arenas are used for basketball play. You know, because mm-hmm. they put the floor down on top of the hockey rink. You know, and then when it gets warm in there, the it starts melting the hockey rink and the water starts coming up. So, you know, used to see that a long time ago when, when, uh, you know, facilities like Boston gardens, you know, things like that were used as not only basketball, but hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, uh, and this, the, the, that one happened just a couple of years ago. It was a, it was a district game with Marshall County. As a matter of fact, you know, we get playing and we're right into the first, you know, couple of minutes of the game. And all of a sudden it's like, poof, Got to go, everybody. The floor's too wet. The game's called. We're going to come back and play it again, you know, at another day. Oh, wow. But then um, very early – well, I'm not trying to think how long ago. Um, I guess um, it it was – gosh, it's been probably 20 years ago. um, I was in old uh, Racer Arena Mm -hmm. um, on on Murray State's campus. um, And where Murray State used to play, old Racer Arena, was a – was loud uh it's one of those uh gyms where you know the seating is all around on the lower level floor uh the the floor the 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 bleachers and the chair seats are pretty much right on top of the floor Mm -hmm. um you know the fans were right there it was a home court advantage we definitely had a home court advantage uh i mean there were times where you know murray state would win 30 or so games in a row at home uh just because of the fans, it was hot. Uh, there was no air conditioning unit in there. Uh, you know, when you got a bunch, when you got 5,500 people in there, uh, you know, especially games against like Austin P and stuff, 
it was just maddening loud. Um, I remember Austin P had a like a 20-point lead on Murray State one time, and the crowd just got into it, and all of a sudden we end up winning the game. Uh, we came back wow. and won the game. So, you know, those kind of things. But I was in old race arena. They don't play there anymore. They play volleyball there now is where they play. Uh, but they used to play um, the uh, just the regional tournaments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, one night it came a flood, just a flood. And it started – the water started coming into race arena. And Ooh. so – it was like, oh my gosh. And so they had to, you know, stop and everything was flooded. So that's really, but I've never had anything run out onto the field. Uh, you know, I, I guess um, it, it's I never had anything fly onto the field either. It's just, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it happens at major league games. It seems to happen at major league baseball games. You know, well, uh, it's it's been odd. Yeah. I don't, I, we'll get to Braves here after this in a couple Maybe. <laughs> Um, but at our local high school here at Daresville High School and North, uh, North Carter or North uh, Barto, um, I was at a middle school football game for my cousin last year, and there's a, a deer that they had on campus <laughs> walking to the end zone. <laughs> they weren't the, the teams weren't on that end of the field yet, but he was just yeah. walking the end zone. Yeah, um, you 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 know I laugh at the deer walking. Um, we used to have. Um, our uh, our public address announcer who passed away a few years ago was public address announcer for the football team for many 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 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, matter of fact, the press box is named for him. And he used to always, you know, come up with this: "It's football time in Tiger Town." Is what he would used to say. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, he would he would uh, say something uh, to the you know on the on the mic. And, and about the uh, you know about the call that was made and it might not be so great to the official and one time he he got told to you know uh, be quiet and not say anything else but he used to remind the people because the end zone where the where the Murray High plays is they play at the middle school mm-hmm. and so on on one end on the north end of the of the football field the north end zone is where the middle school is okay. But there's room to walk. There's a pathway that you can walk to get over to the other side to where the visiting fans would sit, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a path you could drive like a gator or something like that down through there, or even a truck you could drive, you know, around through there. And um, and so on the south end of the end zone is the hospital end, we call it. Well, the, fi- the end zone is right up against the fence, basically, mm-hmm. okay? And so the goalpost is right there up against the fence. So if anybody's walking across that away, you're in the field of play. And so our public address announcer, Roy Weatherly, would always have to remind the, remind the folks that if you walk on the south end of the end zone, you're in play. Okay. So mm-hmm. no walking on that end. And so you'd see people walking on there and the game going on. It's like people don't go that way, you know, go the no. other way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just odd. It's odd the way that some, facilities are set up and you know major league baseball facilities are are set up in many different ways and i guess you know cats have been going running on fields and oh yeah and um you know, lots of different things bats um you know birds uh lots of different things and and so i guess those they're attracted to just the major league baseball stadiums <laughs> r.i.p to that bird that randy johnson hit by the way yes 
Absolutely. That's the funniest thing, too. So, And wasn't it Dave Winfield hit one, too? Um, oh, he yeah. was with the Yankees. And, oh, yeah, that's right. And he was going to get sued for hitting it or something. I don't know. You know, people sue for anything nowadays. But, um, yeah, like the animal rights people were going to sue. I don't – I can't remember. But anyway, uh, but, yeah, you know – but that Randy Johnson thing was crazy. Him just throwing and that bird just flying across. And, I mean, it you know, it just shows the power, I guess, of what, how powerful Randy Johnson was and how, how you know, a, a thrown baseball, how, you know, exit velocity, you know, they're telling the exit velocity now, and, and you can definitely see how fast it's going, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well the first game wasn't so fun for the Braves. They lose 7-6, to six, but they did make a valiant – Come back in the like the ninth inning. Um, Matt yeah. Olson capped that with a three-run bomb. Um, I Max Freed didn't have his best stuff, but like I said, he was like you said he was rusty, and I still think he was having effects from the sickness he had when he was pitching yeah. the Mets. Um, yeah. But way to gut it out there for as long mm-hmm. as he did. Um, yeah. I would say Matt Olson or Austin Riley would be my key of the game, player of the game, because the plays they made. Yeah, and, and you know, Acuna was hot, too, three for four. But, yeah, I'm gonna, I'd am gonna i say Matt Olson for me. And, you know, if you look down to, uh, you know, even Darnell had three RBIs, too. Um, oh, yeah, and, I forgot about that. But if, if you look, the bullpen only gave up one run, one run. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's kind of been their mantra. Uh, Chavez is the one who gave up the run. He came in and, and filled in uh, the rest of the inning for Max and then pitched the next inning. Uh, but uh, Dylan Lee pitched an inning. Uh, Colin McHugh um, pitched an inning and a third. And Jackson Stevens came in and finished up the game uh, with two innings. Uh, so, you know, the bullpen, you can kind of give them a, maybe a 1 and 1A one with Matt Olson in the bullpen. There we go. That play, though, by Austin Riley was – Incredible. Yeah, yeah. They're, like I said, you know, defense is, um, you know, defense is what – pitching and defense, they say, wins games. And, that, and that's true. A good, a good hitting team can definitely get out-pitched out and get beat by a good pitcher. Definitely. Well, moving on to Wednesday. It's supposed to be afternoon, but it turned into evening because it decided to rain down here. And what we do, by the way? We, play, we won. We play well right. at night. They do. They do. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I, um, please, if it's gonna rain, rain in Philly for about five hours right now. Yeah. Really. Um, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Braves end up in a tough pitching duel with uh, Zach Wheeler and Kyle uh, Kyle Wright. Um, Wright allows no runs in six innings, and then, well, uh, Zach Wheeler, the hometown kid from East Paulding High School, I believe, in Paulding County, Dallas, Georgia. Yeah. Allows three runs in the sixth, and that was it offensively for everybody. But the yeah. Braves had enough. Yeah, and you know, back to that sixth inning where the Braves scored the runs, uh, Matt Olson, a hard-hit ball that I believe got num- one num- run number one home. Acuna had gotten hit, I believe. Uh, and so uh, Braves fans definitely let Philadelphia know that they were not happy with that. Uh, and whether it's intentional, it's not intentional. You're not in a game like that. I know it's not intentional in a game like that. And a player like that, you don't want to put Ronald Acuna on, 
you know, maybe you want to put Travis Darno on, not the fastest guy out there, you know. Right. Um, so I, I'd, I'd laugh. I'd, he would he would kill me if I said this. But, you know, Jackson Bell's not the fastest kid out there. You might want to put him on. Now, he's smart when he's on the base path. He's just not the fastest kid out there, okay? But Ronald you know Cunha, to this, right? Yeah, he probably will. It's okay. Um, he won't <laughs> mind. Um, now, Ronald Acuna, you don't want to put a guy like that on because he could steal a base, and, and you're looking for any run that you can get right now. Right, right. Any run. It's the sixth inning. You know, it's a, it's a make-or-break game really for the Braves. You know, the Phillies already got that win. Uh, so you're looking to even things up. And so hitting Ronald Acuna in that situation, not the smartest thing. And of course, as it, as it led, it led to a run, uh, it led to three runs as a matter of fact. So, um, but hitting him was not the smartest thing. And then you make him mad. And then, you know, he wants to steal a base. I mean, he ended up getting moved on anyway to begin with, but you know, that's just not the guy you want to put on. So nothing intentional about it. Um, but you know, as it worked out, you know, we get a run out of him getting on base and Matt Olson, you know, knocked in a run and then it just continued. The train continued. Austin Riley and Darno, uh, you know, with some big hits too. So, and three runs is all it took. But I, I really thought that as much as the Phillies manager did a great job in the first game, I thought in the second game, Zach Wheeler probably should have been out. And, you know, maybe they should have gone to somebody else. But then again, you know, he might be a, a little bit, you know, um, not wanting to pull the trigger on pulling out Zach Wheeler because that bullpen has been a struggle. I thought, uh, he, so, I thought he was doing good, though. Right, I know. Um, but but they pulled Ranger Suarez out pretty early, uh, you yeah. know. And so your bullpen has gone in there and pitched really well. And so, you know, I guess you didn't want to have to go to the well another time and, and put him out there again and, and, uh, you know, that's just like Aaron Nola pitching on Friday night is going to probably do his best to stay in there as long as he can. Um, that's why you need to get to him early and often and maybe chase him, do whatever. But he's going to try to stay in there as long as he can. Sentimentally, I'm glad he let – or uh, I guess it's Rob Thompson is the manager for the film. is. Yep. He's the, um, not the interim anymore. He's the manager. Correct. Um, yeah. I'm really glad he let Zach Wheeler pitch in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, I think Thompson's done a great job this year. And this is what I think Rob Thompson brings to the table. Um, he's not a fiery guy like Joe Girardi was. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that rubs a lot of players the wrong way. Uh, he seems like he is a very calm guy like Ryan Snicker. Um, you know, he I, I heard a story that um, he told his guys before that first game, he said, guys, he said, let's go out there and let's be aggressive. Uh, I know that we're struggling offensively, but let's go out there and let's be aggressive and let's, you know, swinging at that first pitch, just go and let's, let's you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they win the game because they were aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were, you know, even getting Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber to buy in to slap bun or things like that, you know, that's, that's good. And I, I think that's what he brings to the table. He's got that calm demeanor. Um, and, and to be quite honest with you, um, I, I think they've got three good pitchers in Zach Wheeler and Ranger Suarez and, and, and Aaron Nola. Right. Um, and, and honestly, um, you know, with the bullpen, if, if they had um, – if the bullpen had been better this year, 
Um, it's three teams that are battling for the top spot in the East, and it's not just, you know, the Mets and the Braves. Right. You know, the Phillies would have been right in it. And they almost got right in it. I mean, they were getting there. They were close, and then they, you know, they go through a stretch where they lose five or six, you know, but then they win. You know, I think when that 14-game win streak the Braves had, the Phillies were, like, right behind them. Uh, like, they had won nine or ten, I think. So, um, you know, so I, I think that's what he brings. And I think that's, you know, what that mix of old and young, um, you know, a guy like that is, is, uh, is, is valuable. And I think they, they saw that, and that's why they, they kept him. That's why they're, you know, going to let him, you know, manage for a couple more years. What do you think of uh, Cunha's – do you think after – I mean, I know he finished out the game. Do you think he'll be able to come back full strength? Yeah, I think so. Here's the thing. If, have you ever noticed this about Ronald? Is he's pretty dramatic. Um, um, sometimes my wife says this. Um, she, she, she sees if, if, if Ronald and the trainer's coming out and pulling on something, and she always will say, he's okay. He's just being dramatic, you know, and that's true. He does have a tendency to be dramatic, okay, and then he gets on base, and then all of a sudden it all's done, you know, it's all gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and look, I this year Ronald, uh, I think, um, can can count this year off as being an anomaly because of the knee injury, right? Um, and and that knee injury on a mental side of things. Can be can be tough when you're coming back from an ACL, you know, tear, right? Uh, because you got to change a lot of things up. You know, sliding is going to be an issue. You know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, this year I think I think you're going to see a different Ronald. You're starting to see a little different Ronald as the year comes end ending because that knee's got to be getting stronger. Uh, but you know, that two week period he didn't play. Um, I thought he was hitting the ball very well during that two week period. Uh, because he didn't have to go out there and play right field. But there's a definite need for Ronald to play right field right? Um, because of his defense. Because when you have Harris in center and Acuna in right, it makes everything a little bit better. And, and you know, they've said, which I didn't understand this, you know, they've said, well, Eddie Rosario is not the greatest defensive left fielder that there is. Have you ever seen Eddie do bad in left field? No, I haven't. But, I mean, I'm not. I haven't either. Uh, they they kept saying that he's not the greatest defensive left fielder, and I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Um, you know, and after they said that, the funny thing after they said that, I believe it was, was it somebody hit the ball to the wall, and mm-hmm. he played it off the wall perfectly, one hop, and shot it back to second base, and the, and whoever it was that was running only got a single out of it. Yep, I remember that play exactly. And and they had just said, well. You know, Rosario, not the greatest of left fielders. But here I see him going sliding after balls and catching balls and, and other things. You know, so I'm like, where are you getting this from, that he's not the greatest defensive I, guy? I don't he's certainly – he's better than Ozuna in yeah. left field, uh, yeah. you know, because of his speed and his arm. So, anyway, I just thought that was weird when they said that. But, but there's a definite need for Ronald to stay in the, in the game in right field. Um, so, I'm torn here, because I like pitching, I like Kyle Wright, the way he pitched. (laughs) Yep. Um, the bullpen, again, Matt Olsen, again, Austin Riley, like, uh, man, there's so many players you can pick. Yeah, 
I, I'd still go with Matt Olson because of the big hit that he got to score the first run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a smack. You know, a guy's been struggling the last little bit. You know, he hits a home run in, in the previous game, and he gets the, you know, what turns out to be the game-winning hit. So that's where I would go. All right. We'll go with, with again another With, again, you could throw another 1A to the pitching. You know, 1-1-A. Yeah. So, they yeah. shut out the Phillies. They shut out the Phillies. Yeah. Yep, well, they did. Thursday night, the Braves were thankfully off, and they had a travel day to yep. that, uh, the city of brotherly love, which I don't think they're very friendly with the Phillies right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and we know that the Braves or the the Phillies are going to pitch Aaron Nola, but we don't yep. know who the Braves are going to pitch. At least, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I don't know. You know, I, I guess it's a simple fact of who's going to pitch today or who's pitching tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you got to have somebody pitch tomorrow. To me, I got to go Charlie Morton. Um, okay. I got uh, to go Charlie Morton, and then I got to probably give Bryce Elder a run at it tomorrow. Uh, that's me. Uh, and you then you'll have Spencer Strider too. You do, and that, and and you know. I haven't seen Strider throw a bullpen yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been warming up in it. And so I, I think you got to pitch Charlie Morton, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I think it might be what I don't want to call a bullpen game. And then Thursday – and then – that's Thursday. And then um, Saturday's game is a Spencer Strider, maybe Bryce Elder type thing. Can you imagine that? Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder, two totally different pitchers, Oof. you know? Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? And that's a, uh, to me, that's a great combination. Um, but he's going to be on an innings, innings, probably a pitch count somewhat. Uh, right. So, you know, Bryce Elder, Spencer Strider, Spencer Strider start with, Bryce Elder finish, you know, finish with. I, I, I guess that's what he's waiting on. Uh, right. You know, he's, he's got to make sure what, he, what he's going to do. And I, I still think you go after – you pitch Charlie Morton and you let him – um, let him get the win, and then you figure it out on on Saturday. I, I'm back and forth. I mean, I could see, yeah. I could see multiple ways of doing it. But Charlie's yeah. a veteran. I, I see letting your veteran go, and if he gets yeah. in trouble, you know you've got. If he gets in some hot water, you know you've got Elder Strider right there to pick it up. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That. That's, you know, I would, I don't know. I don't know what he's waiting on, but, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, it should be, uh, you know, I, I got to go get me the win today, uh, and then we'll worry about tomorrow. And then I would, tomorrow I would probably go with the Strider-Elder thing. Uh, and that way it gives Strider another day mm-hmm. uh, to kind of rest. Uh, I did see him throwing in the bullpen, uh, just, you know, uh, just throwing uh the other day so uh you know i i, I just think you got to get the win today and then let's go and figure it out tomorrow i i like i like snicker's strategy of not telling your starter before sure the game yeah yeah absolutely prepare for yeah yeah i agree uh you know you got you could prepare for um really three totally different pitchers right you know uh, you know, Charlie Morton is kind of crafty. 
you know, got a good off-speed pitch, got a good fastball. Uh, Spencer Strider's got the good fastball at 100, uh, you know, throwing there with the slider. Um, and then you've got Bryce Elder who throws strikes. It's off-speed, you know, got a relatively good fastball, uh, but but really works the, the whole play. So I think you got three different pitchers that you have to prepare for. And so I'm like you. I think you're right. Uh, you know, not revealing who you're going to go uh, definitely makes it hard to prepare. Now, is game if if game five is necessary, is it going to be on Monday or Tuesday? Uh, game five is Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm assuming Kyle Wright and Max Freed would be back for that game if we needed it. Well, I yeah, that's my guess. You're going to go back with Max Freed. Um, you know, although it's not his what has been his regular day of rest, he didn't throw a whole lot of pitches. Uh, the other night, you know, only three and a third inning. So uh, he could definitely go uh, on Monday. And I think that's where you would go Monday as you go back to Max Freed. And then, uh, you know, getting to the next round, you'd open up with Kyle Wright, go Wright and Morton. And, and then by then you're going to go, if, if I think you're going to go and, and uh, with two games at one spot, then you're going to come back home for three and then go two more at the next at the, you know, the Dodgers or the Padres, whoever it is. Or, well, if it's the Padres, it'll be the Braves hosting. Right. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, that would give, I think, Max Freed his required time off if need be. Uh, yep. So, uh, you'd so. be back back in that regular rotation of, you know, the days off. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember one thing I was going to say earlier, and then I'll uh, – that's about all I have. Um, yeah. So, I think Joe and Ben – uh, you know, on the radio side, they added all up the days that the Phillies have been on the road. They had until today, until tonight, or till last night. No, until they okay, until last night, it had yeah. been 18 days since they had slept in the a Philly, uh, yeah, Philadelphia bed. Yeah, that's a long time, yeah. long, long time. But I mean, that's what happens when you get in the situation that they're in, and that is having to be the wild card team. And then not having the home quote home field advantage, uh, so uh, but uh, they definitely have been tested on the road, John. And you know that's you, you got to win on the road in the playoffs. Definitely. Uh, and that's and now you've got you know you put it squarely back on the Braves' shoulders uh, because the Phillies you know win two games, they win you know they win it all, but uh, you know the Braves win a game, send it back to Atlanta, and the Phillies do not want to go back to Atlanta. No. Um, so I, I think that would be a bad thing. So anyway, you know, if you're either team, you'd like to be able to close it out. If you're the Phillies, you'd like to be able to close it out to get a few extra days rest. Uh, so because uh, the playoff, the, the last the championship series uh, doesn't start until the middle of next week. So you'd like to be able to, to have a few extra days rest. All I know is the Braves need to come out hot, smart, and play. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do. I think, yeah, I, yeah. And, and and the final note there, you know, just be aggressive, go out, let's score some runs early, um, and and give Charlie some support, and hopefully, um, Uncle Charlie's got his his uh, pitches all working today, and uh, you know goes out there and 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 the one thing about Charlie is don't have that long inning. Uh, he has a tendency to have that one inning where he throws 25 pitches or something. Don't have the long inning. Uh, go out there and 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 let's 
you know, let's take it to them right off the bat. Awesome. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, thanks, Brady, let's get it. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Um, you can find the podcast on any la- listening platform you prefer. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. I am at S3 Motley Crew. And Jeremy and I are both on Facebook. I am at John Robert McKay. And I am at Jeremy Bell. Awesome. Well, guys, until next time, as always, go Braves. Go Braves.